alone, O oh Lord. You alone are the truth, the light, and the way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to your name. I thank you for allowing us to come again, even in this hour, Father God, to worship you, to praise you, to adore you, to magnify you, to exalt you, to learn more of you, to be in the center of your will, Father God, to edify one another, Father God, as we praise you, Father God, and we lift your name up, Father God. Let your Holy Spirit rest, rule, and reside in me, Father God, and for everyone that comes on the line, Father God, move through them in a great and mighty way, Father God, and for everyone, Father God, that is under the sound of my voice, Father God, let your Holy Spirit begin to rise up in them, Father God, so they may know their purpose and their will for you, even in this hour, Father God, and we just thank you, we praise you, we adore you, we magnify, we exalt you, Father God, hallelujah. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for the opportunity to be a servant unto you, Father God. I thank you for the opportunity to speak your word in Jesus Christ's holy name. Greetings, everyone. This is Prophetess Carmen coming to you again tonight, and we have a special guest on the line. Tonight, we have two special guests on the line that I would like to introduce. To you, two great, mighty, powerful women of God who are here to not only impart wisdom unto you tonight, but also to share of themselves through their experiences. And I want to introduce to you, first and foremost, a great woman of God who's been ministering in the Lord for years. I mean, and she's a powerfully anointed, God is using her in a great and mighty way. And she's going to be speaking. Her name is, I'll even say Prophetess Carmela. That's what the Holy Spirit said. You know, but she's a great evangelist. And she's a sister in Christ. And she's going to minister to you tonight, as well as we have a great woman of God, Sister Susan. And she's going to minister as well. And what we're going to be talking about tonight is, how the media is really opening up the arena for evangelism to take place in this hour. And this is such a great thing. This is a great opportunity because this lets us know that there is not a spot on this earth where God will not be able to reach his people that are called so that they may know that he is Lord and that they need to repent and to seek him to praise him, to adore him, to know that he is on the throne and that Jesus Christ is coming again and to get in alignment with his will and to do his way and most of all that he loves them, that he loves us. So he has opened up the door in every avenue right now. There is not a spot that I can at this moment think of where God is not just touching the heart And as we know that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, you know. So God is opening up that avenue, and it's already taking place all around the world. And that's what we're going to be talking about now, because now it gives each and every one of us an opportunity to not only just hear the word, but be the word and be living epistles, ready to be read by all men through every means that we can. And I just wanted to talk about that. And I'd like to know if any one of my sisters is on the line. Is 
uh, Sister Camilla on the line because I understand that she has some great wisdom to impart in this hour, and I'm going to open up the line for her to speak even right now um, if she is willing to right now to talk about her feelings pertaining to how the ministry has truly expanded from the time when she even started because from what I understand, she's been in ministry for years um, per se, you know, um, because it is a personal walk, you know, and we've all been in ministry of some sort. But she's experienced not only the ends of it but the outs of it, you know, and I would like her to share some of her wisdom right now to the audience. So let everyone just welcome um, Evangelist Carmela. Greetings, Carmela. Praise the Lord, Praise the Lord. I, I thoroughly enjoy your show. It's very edifying and uplifting and encouraging and Christ. And truly, your show is an example of how the media, how technology has made it possible, praise God, for the word of God to be spread in so many different ways. I mean, we have the word of God on television, on the computer, um, in church, in, um, just everywhere you go. And so uh, what the word of God says that um, his word will be spread throughout the land, that everyone would have an opportunity, hallelujah, praise God, to know Amen. Jesus Christ. Everyone would have the opportunity before he returns to come to know him. So in that area, in that respect, the media has been a fabulous tool for the spreading of the word of God. And you're being used as a tool to spread the word of God. Um, the word of God is being spread through music, music that we never thought would, would spread the word, rap music. You hear rap music Amen. about Christ. And, you know, it's funny because there's always that, well, you know, old school, got to really sound holy, praise God. But then there's this music for young people who are not going to really respond to the old school kind of music. So they're going to listen to the current music. And much of the current uh, rap music, Christian rap music, lifts up Christ, brings them to Christ. And what my prayer is is that as they listen to the music, the Holy Spirit captures them, that Christ apprehends them through that music and takes them to a higher and deeper place in Him. So I'm very encouraged about the many, many ways that the Word of God is, is being preached and spread throughout the world. Um, even in Amen. Even in remote areas where they don't have cable, let's say, you know, there are missionaries still going out in those areas. You know, the Word is still being spread. God's Word is not going to fall to the ground. Praise God. He said that Amen. everybody... Praise the Lord. Everyone would have the opportunity to come to know Christ Jesus in their lives. So, you know, I'm just I'm thankful for technology that it's, it's used that way. It can also be used the other way. But, you know, I don't focus on the enemy. I focus on the grace of God. I focus on the goodness of God. I focus on the blessings of God because in the end, we have the victory anyway. Amen. Amen. And that is so true. And even just like you were saying, just like with the rap music being, you know, like now it's able to reach the youth because the, research, the, the, the youth are born in this technology world. 
And so they're already into their MP3s and their iPods, and, and they were born into the rap music age. You know, so that's what they know, and that's the sound they hear. And, and it's, it's wonderful to know that, that the Word of God is even being ministered even through the rap and even being ministered through the iPods, you know. I agree. Praise God. That is so true. And, and, and you know, it, it's like the harvest is ready. You know, the harvest is ready. And it's even with, like, all the MySpace and the Facebooks and, and the blogs and the and the blog talk radios, just the name, and, and they got the, the, twi- the twickets, the twizzles or the twickets out there now. I'm probably not saying it correctly, um, but it's like an IM for the telephones, like instant messaging on the phones. And it's just so podcasting. There's no reason why. And even if you don't have technology, of course, you know the traditional way of books and, you know, uh, pamphlets, evangelizing. So God is reaching the ends of the earth. And it's, it's, it's wonderful to know that. And I just even wanted to share, like in the scripture, you know, it's, it's said that God would reach all the nations. For nations shall be reached. I mean, and everyone will know, every tongue. I believe it's in um, Philippians 2, verse 5 through 13, that every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So even in that, every tongue will confess it, but who will be willing to walk in it? Because confessing it is one thing. Believing it and knowing it and living it is another. You know, so this that's where God is going to give you an opportunity to believe, to believe and know and walk in the truth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, descended into hell, ascended and seated at the right hand of the Father, and that through his death and resurrection and his blood that we have victory in him and eternal life. You know, and so then it goes even farther than that. So once he gives us that taste of knowing that he's Lord, then it's up to us to continue to yield unto his spirit and walk and live in that. And, of course, we know by grace and mercy, it's by grace that we're saved. It's by grace and mercy and it's funny that you should discipline that, you know, once you hear about Christ, once you say, listen to me, something moves in you, then what? You know, where do you go from there? And I firmly believe that the Holy Spirit will guide and will lead the sincere heart, you know. And it's just, like I said, it's just a matter of, of, of being apprehended by Christ and, and, and uh, letting the Holy Spirit take it from there. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, before we get off the line, I just wanted to read a scripture. 
um, because, um, yeah, and the scripture is from uh, Matthews. It's uh, chapter 24, verse 3. And he sat upon, uh, uh, excuse me, chapter 24, verse 3. And he sat upon the Mount of Olives. The disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginnings of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to the afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Isn't that something? And so that's where we're at now. You know, that's where we're at now even because um, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, Stand in the holy place, whosoever let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be the great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before, wherefore, if in the desert go not forth, behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the earth east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And that is so important for us to know even in this hour with so many things happening and so many people uh, proclaiming their gifts and who they are and what they're able to do and the miraculous things that are taking place, that we not lean to them or look to them as God because they are not. But Jesus is coming back. And when he comes, we will know because it will be a great sign that no man has ever known or seen. You know, and it's just good to know that we are moving forward in that hour, and um, the media is really helping it come forth. 
like they said, those things that were meant for evil, God always turns it around for good. So, you know, God is even in the midst of even the media because and, and computers and technology. He's, he's God over all. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. I would agree that the technology is being used for evil and also being used for good, definitely. But I think that's in every area of life. The Bible says, um, you know, it's the love of money, right? Not that you can have money, but it talks about the love of money, free. So you can be both, you can have money, and you can use it for good, or you can become greedy and use it for things that are not good. I mean, that's in every every area of life. And that's why, you know, we need to know the word, stand on the word, and have balance in the word, and understand what and where Jesus is leading us to. You know, Jesus is not leading us to uh, a place of... Uh, uh, poverty sickness. He said that he would want us to prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. So, in every area of life, you can have the evil and you can have the good. You know, but in the end, Jesus wins. As a matter of fact, he already won. It's a matter of time before he comes back. Praise God. Amen. And um, I, I would just like to say something. Um, tonight's topic is supposed to be about um, God touching every area. And it seems to me that God is touching a lot of areas. He's not touching every area. And one of those areas that he's not touching is the young people in society, especially very young people who are so bombarded by all of the media and technology that we have available. I think that a lot of them are turning away or are just not receptive. They're not ready yet to hear the word of God or to even acknowledge that there is a God and that the media is also partially responsible for propagating some of that negative um, thought in some of these young people. And a lot of them don't believe. They're not ready. They're not receptive. They don't want to hear it. And um, in the media also promoting negative morals, now it's really, well, it's always been time for young people to embrace the word of God and to embrace um, Jesus' message and everything that the Bible is trying to teach us and how to live our life. And I'm wondering how how do we reach these young people, especially those young people who are not going to school, who are filling the jails, who are filling the HIV wards, who are doing all the negative things that they, you know, are destroying small segments of society. How do you reach them through the medium? That's a good question. And one thing we do know is the the best way to reach anyone is through love and compassion and sometimes just being an ear, you know, or sometimes just answering a small need, I mean, or a, a need. Because a lot of times with these, the teenagers, these youth that are out there, they're looking to be a part of something, you know, they, they, because a lot of times their household might be such that it's in disarray and they go out and they look to be a part or affiliated with something that is showing like love, like family, because that's what we all want to be a part of something. And so a lot of times they get hooked up with the wrong family. They get hooked up with the gangs or, or get hooked up out in the street in some type of negativity. And how do we get out there and embrace them? And we can do it each one, teach one, each one, you know, take one someone's hand, reach out to them and just let them know, hey, if you need to talk, if you need me there for you, if I can help you in any way, you know, or just spending time, 
Like spending, I think listening is one of the most important things we can do. Absolutely. You know, and if they can also see the relevance in their own life, because a lot of people look at the Word of God and the Bible and all of that as something that took place a long time ago, way back when, and blah, blah, blah. They're not seeing the relevance for every day, for today. So wait a minute, but we, we discussed, so, you know, I just want to interject because we discussed the fact that, that most young people today, all right, let me just say this, on most college campuses, and I know we're not talking about college, there's some kind of Christian But when we talk about God touching every area, um, in addition to God saving people in their own way from whatever they're going through, it, it's I'm, I'm talking about reaching those people who don't even believe that God even exists yet, or don't, or just not even interested. You know, how do you pique their interest? Because You know, you know that's interesting that you said that. How do how do you pique their interest? Because everything in God's time, because God will draw you. Because you really can't come to God unless He draws you anyway. You that's know, true. and I have to be receptive to it. You and know? you have to be receptive because I mean, He 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 nudges and He nudges and He nudges. But He says, "Knock on the door, seeking you shall find. Knock on the door shall you shall be open." And it's like you might say, well, I know about God, but not yet because I still want to do what I'm doing, you know. And then eventually you you come to this epiphany of saying, wait a minute, I need God in my life. And sometimes it's to the point when God says, you know, he leadeth me beside the still waters. You know, he maketh me lie down, you know, along green pastures, and he restoreth my soul because we might have to walk through something where he'll make us lie down so he can restore our soul back unto him because there's times when we feel like we got it all under control and we can do it and, and we don't need God. And even and in that, know. God will let us know, hey, wait a minute, I'm here and this is what you're going to have to do to make it right. You know, and that's still a process. 
Even well, that, well, that, even when you accept Jesus, it's still a process from there. Absolutely. You know? and, and that would be another great discussion for young people. And I wish some of them would call in or whatever, because young people know that they need their mother, that they need their father, that they need their friends, and they need to go to school. But at what point in their life do they know that they need to learn more about God? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. You know, are, are aware of some type of spirituality. And I think well, a lot of those are the ones who are on the street. Because they're, they're like, God, what you got me through last night? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think that we have to give our young people a little bit more credit. And um, uh, there are some who right now are not aware as as And the main thing is keeping it real with the youth because these children yeah, of this age are very wise. They're coming up, although they're doing all kind of things, their mind is able to grasp things intellectually a lot sooner than mm-hmm. years ago. So basically it's really keeping it real, doing everything in love, and letting them know that they have a purpose because that's what it is. They all want to feel like they are a part of something bigger than themselves. Right and that right. they have a purpose, that they're loved, that they're connected. Because in this generation, they want to, they really, more than any other generation, want to be a part of something. They want to be a part of a group. A part, you know, like years right. ago, people walked around, and it was like, because I guess families were different then, and now the family setup could be mother, 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 father, 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 sister, aunt. You know, it's not the traditional family anymore. So they're, they're really looking to be a part of something that is showing love. And once they see the love through us as adults, and, and as long as we can remember our youth and be able to be willing to listen to them because we've gone through those experiences and we can impart wisdom but allow them to impart the wisdom they know unto us as well, then we begin to form a relationship. And through that we can begin to usher in the word of God through them from example. Because we can't throw a Bible at them if we're not walking the walk and if we're not talking the talk because it's not going to agree with them. So the only thing we can do to bring them closer is let us be the living epistles, holy, totally. I mean, not walking around professing Jesus and then, you know, we don't have, you know, money to take care of ourselves. But, you know, or we can't help someone else, you know, because God is an abundant God. But professing him and knowing that he's able in every circumstance, and he's a God of love. So not saying love one day and then hearing you on the next corner ready to, you know, use some other words that go against the word of God. So we we just have to be the living epistles, you know, to these youths. They're led by our example, I believe. And I think the problem has been a lot of times for the youth is they've gotten some bad examples. But And that's why they're taking a stand and saying, you know, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it this way. But I believe, yes. We have to then also look at the televangelists. We have to look at the, the preachers and the ministers who have been bad examples. It's not just 
parents, it's not just in the streets. And if we're going to talk about bad examples, then we have to look at the entire picture. You know, of course. You know, these young kids who are like, oh, I, I thought, you know, Pastor So-and-so was this, and wow, you know, we have, you know, 20 kids from 30 different women. So, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's all over. But our thing, like you said, to do is to love them and to pray for them. To lead by example. And to lead by example. To yes. live what we say, but also not to falsely lead them into thinking that we walk on water. We are human beings. And I think that that false identity where they're looking at someone as perfect, Jesus is the only one that's perfect. So we yes. all have to let them know, yes, I, I love Christ. I'm a Christian. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. But I make mistakes. So don't look to me when I make mistakes. Look to the Word. And, you know, let us help each other and gird each other up in the Word and know that we're human beings. And when you make a mistake, you have an advocate with the Father who is Jesus Christ. You can go to him and pray, and he will forgive you. His word says that he will forgive, and he does, and then you move on. And and, and I think that's the problem is that they put these people on pedestals, right. and then when a person falls off the pedestal, it's like, well, forget it. I, you know, I don't want to be a part of that. And then they turn completely the other way. I've heard a lot of young people talk about that. That is That is very true. And then they also see the parents that are going to these various churches, and they don't have time even for their own children. You know, they're, they're always in church serving the leadership or doing something in church, and then they, they don't even have an ear for their child to just say, Ma, or, you know, or Dad, you know, can we just maybe go out and have dinner or just hold a 15-minute conversation about something that I want to talk about? So, so those things are important. So that could make a, a child you know, that might have wanted to know more about God, say, well, if this is the kind of God that neglects me, you know, then I don't want to know him. You know, so it's important with the holiness. We have to encompass the whole life. And I do believe and truly believe that you are to love God first and love your neighbors as yourself, and your family comes right there, right? Loving God, it's your family, because if you don't take care of your home, how can you be of any good for anyone else? And so it's important that these youth are taken care of in their home. And if they don't have that, that there is some extended outlet that they can go to, be it a big brother, sister, neighbor, or someone that is, you know, learning about God and walking the walk as best as they can, because as you said, no one is perfect, but being able to be that ear and being able to be that wisdom for the youth so that they can stay along the right path, you know. So that is very important. And getting back to the media part, which we were discussing, how the media has opened it up. So really there's so many avenues now for them to receive God, for the youth to receive God, for the young, the old to receive God on every level and every age, old school, new school, that we're now at this point where it becomes a personal walk once we receive him, Mm -hmm. you know, don't you agree? You know, so, I mean, this has really been a great conversation and we must do it again. We probably can further this conversation and maybe focus even more on the youth, you know, maybe in a later show, because I think that, you know, the youth, of course, they're our future, 
you know, and it's very important for them to know. I believe the youth actually are going to be more fired up for God than than they've ever been in the past. I really believe this age and this generation of youth coming up are going to be expressing God in so many great, mighty ways that we just got to be receptive to because God doesn't produce clones. So God is going to create in all kind of ways through the youth, and he's going to speak through every one of them, you know, and they will have their testimonies, you know, because I believe they are fired up for the Lord in this hour. It's just that they need mentors and they need examples, examples. you know, that, yeah, they need examples, you know. Yes, yeah, so so this is something we could probably touch on again at a later show. I thank you, Sister Carmela and Sister Susan, for coming on. And I, from what I understand, I believe you, both of you, are going to be sharing your testimony soon on the show. I look forward to that. Absolutely. Me too. Oh, okay. Well, God bless you. And before we close, yes, before we close. I want to read also a scripture from um, that's the First Thessalonians five, verse eighteen. If if you have it, you can you can go to it in your Bible because it's always good to read along. You know, um, First Thessalonians five. If you have it, we can all say Amen. And okay, do we have it? Okay. And it's just verse 18. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And so even with that, I say that because if we can teach our youth and everyone around us to be thankful for every single thing, that is the beginning of ministry right there. Because you've got to have a heart of gratitude and thanks. So in everything, give thanks. And maybe that's something that we could just, you know, go off the show with tonight in everything. Give thanks. To God be the glory. I thank you, my sisters. I love you. And, of course, Jesus Christ loves you more. He's the greatest love of all. And I look forward to speaking with you both again on this talk show. As a matter of fact, I believe you both will be on tomorrow night at 930 sharing your testimonies. Yes. Okay. Bless God. I love you, and God bless you. God bless you. Okay. Good night. Good night.